0: Welcome to Parenting with Vanessa Colon's podcast. Today's topic is something that, you know, is on everybody's mind right now. It's going back to school. So, you know, this is for teachers, parents, and educators of any sort that are working with children, especially coming into school after not being in school last year. So I have had the privilege of working with Summer Together program, which placed kids in my camp this summer, which some of these children have literally been out of school the whole time, which we all know because the district kids were not, you know, the school was closed. So that makes sense, right? Well, let me tell you the first day. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, some of the kids and these are things to expect. And I guess this is why I really want to do this podcast is that, you know, to understand that, your expectations going in should be just like a blank slate, like just no expectations and see what happens and what comes your way. Right. Because what I found was the first day I was like, Oh, this is camp, but you know, it's laid back. Yeah. There's structure and you know, there are expectations of course, but let me tell you, you know, kids are leaving the room. So they think they're home. They're, they're thinking they can eat when they want, which, you know, they're hungry. I get it. But, but at home, like, you know, you can eat whenever you want. So the rules are very different. Um, like some of them couldn't even tell me their ages, you know, or what grade they're in. And so I do work with some, you know, a little bit higher level children with special needs or not, but some are not, don't, but, and especially like the, the, the youngest ones, like they were just like running around, like they're like, peace out. I'm out of (laughs) here. And you're like, what just happened? And as we're like going back, like these are the expectations, you know, that teachers are going to have, like, you need to sit, wait, wait in line, you know, um, Raise your hand. I mean, these are things I mean I almost feel like you need to take a step back and say, Okay, wait a minute, what's happening? Because these kids haven't been doing it for the last year, year and a half. And they've been on Zoom, right? So in your parents' home or their home, right? And and it's kinda like what happens happens. And if kids having a tantrum, the parent has to work. I mean, it is what it is. Like you give into the tantrum and like I fully get that. I would probably be doing the same thing um, very much understandable. So as we're going back, I just want to give some tips on things on just, you know, making sure that the expectations really are just classroom management first of just here are the basic expectations and maybe having three goals, you know, like, I don't know, not, not leaving when not asked. Um, this is how you wait in line. I mean, having visuals are really helpful, like putting tape on the floor. So each child knows where they're sitting, you know, having a schedule on the board. And if they're really young, I mean, a picture schedule versus words. So these are the things that help, but really going over it and limiting the language, right? So it be first, then first, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this, not give a whole length of things. Cause some kids, you know, we don't know if they're processing issues as they're coming in or what else is, what else they're coming with. Cause let's be honest, not everybody says everything that's going on you know sometimes parents are like well let's see if the teachers figure it out <laughs> not saying that's right or wrong but everyone has a different approach right so here we are at this camp and all we got was a phone number of the parents you know of course we sent out the, the emergency information and everything else but we had no background coming in and I gotta tell you um that was very stressful on my end because there were just different learning differences, different, you know, auditory processing stuff going on. And so trying to figure out, and I'm so over the top on making sure that I have quality. So like I actually didn't add like they could say, how many kids can you take? And I only took six, but I also have a one to four ratio and I kept it at that. So if a kid was having, you know, a really hard time, especially coming into school and leaving their parents. And there's some separation anxiety. We had the staff to be able to take care of it. Um, I met my parents house and you're going to be able to just hear this in the background uh, of them talking. So I apologize, but, and they just like to scream. So I apologize. But what I was going to say is this is like the expectations really should be about just learning how to be a student before you go in into teaching anything. Right. Um, Even down to like, and if they don't know their age or they don't know what grade they're in because they've missed a year and they're not sure exactly what's going on. It's not surprising. These are the things that I was actually like, whoa, what's going on? Like there's a bunch of stuff that these kids are missing. And, you know, it's just, it's very difficult for them because they have missed a whole entire year. Again, I apologize for them screaming in the background, but my mom's out going upstairs to talk to my dad versus yelling. So we're on the right page. Um, the things to think about, you know, again, or is having a visual schedule out now for parents, I think it's really important for parents to understand that, um, <laughs> this is really hard for the teachers. I mean, just hands down, it, this is one of the hardest things. And I get it that every, and I feel like everybody's really frustrated and it's just, it's very easy to get, you know, frustrated. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm like, I'm like, how do you, I'm like, I don't know. It's just a lot easier right now just to get frustrated and I get it. But the things to think about to support your child is that, you know, s- school's starting back on Monday in San Francisco where I live. Other places have already started. So the things to look at, is like having your schedule start earlier, right? So they go to bed a little bit earlier, waking up earlier. Like these are the things that are really important and understanding that, you know, if you're having snacks or doing it, have it at a table, I know that sounds really silly instead of just, but like a lot of times I see kids just having a snack on the couch or wherever they're at. They just get the snack and they're walking around eating, having a child sit down and eat. These are the things to prep them for beforehand. Now, as a teacher, um, sending out the schedule before and having the parents talk to the child, like what is the schedule? Is there a break area? What are the rules with COVID? Like, let's be honest. Like having a mask is very difficult to understand things. Even when I'm at a restaurant and I'm trying to take an order and I'm trying to listen to the waitress and it's a little bit louder. It's hard for me because I can't read lips of what they're saying. So these are, things that, you know, by now a lot of children are used to wearing masks, but understanding that if you have like a, a speech delay or you have any learning differences, it is going to be more challenging. And so these are the things to think about as you're going in. is just how are you going to modify the work, you know, making sure if you're giving directions, writing them down on the board too, uh, which will be extremely helpful. Um, and, and understanding that, you know, some kids, they might be in first grade, but they're not really reading much. Right. So like you want to make sure you have pictures plus words and you want to make sure that you're giving warnings for the transitions and, and the time that you're doing it and always checking in and, and then making sure the transitions from one activity to the next, like you're giving warnings, five minutes four minutes, three minutes. Don't just say, Oh, it's time. We're moving on to the next thing. Well, it's on the schedule. No, you didn't warn. And a lot of times kids have a, if the transition's too fast, you're going to get a child that's that can go to zero to 60 very quickly, right? They need that time to process, to finish what they're doing, to end their, what their project is. And then they can move to the next thing. But again, going back, if you're looking at kindergarten and first grade and they've been out, I mean, they have, I mean, you're learning some of the basics again. And so really understanding that. You know, your first day might be more challenging than the average day, <laughs> especially when you don't have that. And just have those expectations of like, okay, well, once you get to know your kids, you're like, okay, well, they do know a little bit more than what I thought, which is a good thing. But if you if you walk in the first day, and be like, okay, we're just we're just here to teach the basics, and then we can go into teaching. That's the best way that you can start is teaching these kids that haven't had any support in the classroom in the last year, year and a half. Now, um, you're going to have these kids that like to walk out of class. You know, I've already had this, like, I think we went back for a couple weeks and I've had a couple of kids decide to like, I don't know, I'm out. So I'm just going to walk. And this happened at my camp too, where they just think, okay, well, I'm just going to go out the classroom. And you're just like, wait a minute. Um, that's not what we're doing. Right, So I think the biggest thing is going over the safety rules at the beginning of the class, explaining to the parents, the parents talking to the child about it. But again, getting the schedule. The schedule is the biggest thing, right? Kids need to sleep. And so recently, I was just diagnosed with sleep apnea. And I got to tell you... I didn't realize how foggy my brain has been for all these years until I actually got this machine to help me sleep cuz sometimes I'm up I'm just waking up in the middle of the night and I'm not really getting full sleep and I remember a couple of years back I was work, I was talking to this um, venture capitalist firm about this tech thing about doing data on children with sleep apnea and just how sleep really does affect you. And so in my mind, like the more that I'm, like the more that I'm able to sleep, the better I'm able like my patience is so much, more. I'm already patient as is, but I'm just more patient. And I also found myself having a ton more energy. So making sure that the kids get the sleep that they need or their head is going to be on the desk. I mean, cause let's think about it. They've been zooming at home at the, and you know, I mean, I have one kid even, it's like, I have to go to the bathroom and like literally took the computer in with them. And you're like, no, don't do it. I mean, we are a very small school, thank goodness. And nothing, but he just thought, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to stay on. And we're like muting, the, (laughs) like blocking everything. I'm like, oh my God, these kids. So these are the things to think about. But I think the biggest thing is really getting your kids ready. Also driving to the school. What is the morning routine going to look at? Like how are like, who's going to greet them when they're at the door? Who's going to, you know, where's their seat? If they already have that, if they already have the seats available, where are they going to be sitting? Where can they take a break? And also where are the bathrooms? You know, these are huge things. I mean, and you're probably thinking, well, other kids have been there, but there's new kids that might not know where the bathrooms are. And so you want to make sure that the, all the kids are knowing the expectation on what's happening. So as you're moving into that direction, you're going to have more kids, hopefully listening more and not like taking off and, you know, eating, just taking out their snack when they want to take out their snack, but just having a very clear, concise schedule. And, you know, maybe on, on two different walls, you're having the schedule in two different places so they can see both things of what they're doing, right? These are the things you need to think about as you're going back, because honestly, like from what I saw this summer, um, there's a, you know, a lot of regression and, on some, just some of the stuff that, like, you would think that they would know, um, and that was hard for me to see, like what, ha- what I what I've witnessed this summer, and just what it's going to look like next year. Yes, the kids are going up a grade, but do they have the foundation? Um, do they get the skill set to move up? So, you know, if you look at it this way, if you keep moving a child up, and there's these holes in their learning it only gets harder. Right. And I think a lot of time. well, I know a lot of times behaviors happen when the child is going up at grade level, but yeah, it's almost like they're just sliding them by. And then there's these holes and everything gets harder and harder and harder to the point where like, it's too hard to keep going. Right. So I had a kid come in after years and when we assessed him, he was at a second grade level. No, he was at a third grade level in math and he's in seventh grade and there's, you know, learning differences and dyslexia and stuff like that. I actually whited out all the papers and I put him at a second grade level to build his confidence and to work on that. And he was able to do it, but we had to start from building the confidence up first. Like I'm not going to throw a bunch of worksheets at the level that you're supposed to be at, which I know most teachers aren't going to do that, but you want to look at where the children are on, on academically. And from there you take that step back and you, and I always say like, it's always better to go where the, ch- what the chat, where the child knows to build their confidence, to get them into the next level. Because a lot of times if they don't have the confidence, that's when they're going to shut down and that's where you're going to get the anxiety. So these are the things that you want to think about as you're doing this. But as we're going into the school year, you know, making sure that the sleep and the transitions are huge. As a teacher, having a blank slate, like, okay, right now we're just doing, we're just going to teach the basics and, you know, building that trust within the classroom. And then what is it, what is the school district's rules on what are they wanting to do with, you know, with the COVID regulations, making sure they ca- the children understand that. I've gotten a couple of books on like social distancing, what COVID is, what a pandemic is when we started. But again, when we got, when I got these kids from the summer together program and they've been out of school, understand I've been in school with my kids. So We've been very consistent, but when we add six new kids into our pod or our group at camp and they haven't been in school for a year, it was like, I don't know. I mean, it was just like full rain, man, whatever they wanted, they could do. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, we just have to start at some of the basics, right? And a lot of one on one time was spent on just like, okay, this is how you raise your hand, this is what we're expecting. And honestly, by like the second week, we got it. And then our third, it was amazing. And then we switched again. So then we're like, Oh man, (laughs) another group of kids. And I saw it again. You know, kids are just like, I'm going to wander this way. I'm hungry. I don't want to, you know, I don't know how to raise my hand. I'm just going to kind of just do what I do. And you know, I totally get it. We've been in a pandemic. What are you going to do? Kids having behaviors, parent has to work. You know what? It is what it is. Um, I understand. And I would probably be doing the same thing, but as we're going in things to think about again, you know, transitions, making sure you're very clear on the expectations and, go in just getting to know your, getting to know the children and understanding their needs and what it is. And as a parent, making sure that, you know, you're communicating with your child, the expectations, um, their sleep, getting, getting, making sure that like they know the morning routine and keeping that the same, because right now the consistency and the routine is what's going to help the child be successful in school as they're going into the classroom. And then from there, the teacher will be taking on that role of being consistent, understanding class expectations, and everything else that goes with it. And I hope this helps anyone that's going back to school. I have another podcast I did the other day on boundaries, and that's going to go out in the next couple days. But um, you can get more information uh, on my website at vanessacologne.com. And my book is Shut Up and Parent. Be back soon. Thanks.